Welcome to Stop, Pack, and Roll, a podcast about revving up your engine, listen to her howl and roar, metal under tension, begging you to touch and go. I'm James. And I'm Brandon. Today we're going to be outlining our new racing game and discussing how to make high-octane action interesting. (laughs) So one of the things that we discovered after the last episode was that sometimes we tend to like sit down in these episodes and talk about a game that we're both working on or thinking about and we like we we um we organize our thoughts for the first like maybe 50 to 90 percent of the game and then we walk away (laughs) and we're on totally different games and we come back later and it's hard to reconcile the things we've written and then you're in that awkward spot of these games are very similar they're not so similar so that, that they obviously can't be the same game, but then I guess, like, does the world really need two Aaron Sorkin-style walk-and-talk games? And I think in this case, the answer is yes. Well, clearly. Because it doesn't have any. But but if it were something less less unique than that, then we might have problems. But I actually think that this is a case where we talked about uh, this type of game on an episode a couple episodes ago. And we've gone away and we've done some thinking, and I think we've basically come back to the same point. Because again, well, I don't know. Yeah, my premise is that the two stories we're trying to tell are the same story. Yeah, and I think there's a possibility that we'll get partway through and go, oh, these are systematic differences. It's possible. But what's almost more important is getting that framework down. Because I think with that framework, we can start to build at least one racing game. Because there, there, there are other racing games. Yeah. But and, and, these will be the best ones. Yeah. And, and I think, and, and again, because my, my core belief here is that, like, like as crazy as it sounds, I think Speed Racer and the Fast and the Furious series are ident- they're the same story. It's, it's, they're about people who drive cars, but they're about family, they're about friends, they're about the relationships between the people driving those cars and the the race is more than just a race it can be a metaphor for other things and and that's why i think where i think we can hit a point where i think we will naturally hit a, a, a we'll get the core of the system down and we will naturally hit a splitting point but that's where like there's a core system there that can become pod racing it can become fast and the furious it can become a sonic game it can become speed racer and it can do all that stuff because the core of those those stories is all the same. Yeah, I'm very excited also because we didn't really intend to revisit this topic. It was just kind of a throwaway chat that we had and then a couple of people expressed some interest in it. So uh, I guess this is especially going out to Dave and especially going out to Cat Cool and uh, <laughs> we'll hopefully get some games to you for those playing. Yeah. And, and I think the thing that would be the most interesting to me and the most, the really the coolest thing out of this will be if we can come up with a game and like you really want to play Speed Racer and I really want to play yeah. Fast and the Furious. But if we can get to the point where we have a core, a core nugget of game there that we can hand out to people and they can take it and they can make pod racing or they can make something we haven't thought of, speed, speed boat racing or something. Um, wacky racers. Wacky racers. Stuff that I don't know as much about. Uh, that would be really cool to see them come back with that, and then we can sort of maybe compile a whole bunch of them into a big thing. Yeah, exactly. And if not, at least we'll have tried it. This is certainly something that has been 
kicked around a lot of times. Um, mm-hmm. The old game Car Wars comes to mind uh, as a game about racing and fighting while you're racing. Mm. And that is a crunchy nightmare for people that love crunchy nightmares. Yeah. But I personally don't want to get to that level of crunch. I want it to not necessarily be about whether you've purchased the $55 or $65 gear shift. Yeah. I want to look at the uh, kind of the social aspects of it. Yeah. And for me, the the thing that's important there is not like, like what you said, it's not whether or not you have the slightly different or slightly upgraded version. It's what's like, what's you in my sort of my notes on how you would come up with stats for a car. It's not things like, what are the details about the engine? It's what's, what's unique about the car? What can this car do that no other car can? And how does that reflect you as a person? Can it, for example, jump? Yeah, jump. Or, on springs. Yeah. Or <laughs> drop oil. Yeah, or does it have a, a, a lot of NOS shoved into it? So I think the first thing that we kind of want to discuss is making sure we're on the same page about what a session of this game looks like. Mm-hmm. And I think that we are. Because this definitely is not a game, in my mind, that you start the session and the GM goes boop, boop, beep, and then you are racing. Mm-hmm. Uh, we want to be telling a story of some kind about the racer slash racers and the people around them. Yeah. I think, I like, like I was saying uh, just before we started recording, I think that personally for me... I would like the system to be whatever we come up with would to be flexible enough so that you can start with a race, but not as a like mechanical everything is just, everything the game does is racing, but as a some race movies, some episodes of of uh, Speed Racers start with races. Yeah, because that's sort of how like I mean that's it's the way that Masks isn't a game about superhero combat, but the book suggests that you start. Medias Res with superhero combat um, to sort of show off the characters. I was actually going to suggest essentially that for mm-hmm. the how did your racing crew come together. Yeah. I actually think that there's a rough framework here for how to build a campaign. That, that you might have a bunch of different like types of episodes that would be sort of prescriptive uh, to where they might go in the campaign. Like you would start your campaign with these sort of medias res uh, episodes where you're starting and seeing the action, seeing what the characters are like, and then maybe two or three sessions in, you're spending less time racing. Maybe there's one race. I mean, I think we, we agree there should be a race in every episode or every... Um, Definitely. Every adventure. Every time you sit down to play, there should be a race. If not a specific race, at least something that uses the racing rules. Yeah. At least yeah, yeah. chasing someone in a car. Exactly. Or, and then, and then, so then by the time you get to the sort of the end of the adventure, the end of your campaign, the culmination of the story, then there's one big race that you're building up to. So that sort of last adventure is maybe all race. Right. Your final race against Racer X and uh, where you're going to learn who he is. Mm hmm. And so I think, I think that there's definitely some really obvious um, campaign building mechanics there. Yeah, where you are and like how long you want your adventures to go, and and then because because we are talking about uh, a movie franchise and a television franchise, I mean, I think that I think you could almost say you should do a three to four episode adventure sort of set campaign and then start over with another one. 
Yeah, because you're basically saying you're working your way up to the big race, the big race that really matters for all the chips. Yeah. And I could see you just saying, like, look, first episode is an easy race. And you're going to do the thing. You're going to have some social stuff. We're going to start to seed the things that make this an important story. Yep. Episodes two and three are a standard do things and race with some adventure slowly creeping more and more into it. Maybe episode four is the one where there isn't a race. Mm Mm-hmm. And you're instead going to be driving through the streets of Cairo trying to catch the person who stole something important. Then maybe one more episode, and then after that, the big race, and you just do it. You got a solid six-session campaign right there. Yeah. And I think that I think that because of the format we're taking that's really uh, playing off of the, these, these tropes, I think we don't have to be afraid of, of almost maybe locking people into that, that, that sort of that story arc. Well, there's something to be said for having a story arc that you know how it's going to go. Yeah. Um, Misspent Youth by Robert Bull is a fantastic game that has the same uh, seven scenes every single session. And it works because those scenes are very carefully chosen. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's a, that's a, that's a story arc tool that is that's something that we, we definitely shouldn't be afraid to lean on. Yeah, I intend to, definitely. I was thinking, I was talking, and maybe this is this is a place we can go next. I was thinking a little bit about the race as as a as a skill check. Okay. And in a sort of in a very broad sense. Like that that final race, you're it, like because it can be it can be a moment. It can like we talked in the in the original episode where we talked about this, that maybe there are definitely some races where the only thing that's important is that you establish that you're trying to achieve a goal, you're trying to show off, you're trying to win the girl, you're trying to qualify for the big race. And so the yeah. only thing that's important there is that you get that goal. And that might be a passing small goal. And so the race, that race might be some kind of a, a mechanical transaction or skill check or something, and then you just move on. You describe the race in passing the way that a, a movie would. But some of the skill checks are sort of bigger. They're the, the can we defeat the bad guy kind of things. And then you might need to focus in on the race the way that um, really the way that like Dogs in the Vineyard, there are big battle sequences where people are exchanging uh, gunfire back and forth. But for the big bad guy scene, you focus in on the duel and it's all one transaction of bullets focused in on. That's interesting. I'd taken this from sort of a standpoint of PBTA, as I always do, mm-hmm. and had assumed that there would be essentially scenes leading up to and prepping our numbers for a number of roles. Mm-hmm. So you'd hit maybe four or five roles for the actual race in kind of quick succession, just sort of describing a little bit of what's going on, choosing some options, and moving someone up and down the... Uh, the order of where they are in the race. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think that that could also work doing like having a less important race potentially be just one quick roll. Yeah. Although I, I do, I do like the idea so much of having that kind of back and forth where you're making multiple setups. Mm-hmm. I think that it could maybe take on the, 
the the guise of different things. Like when if you're talking about a quick race that you're just like you're trying to qualify or you need to you need to like there are always there's always some scene in the Fast and Furious movies where they just need to like they need to get a special car. Like they need to they're trying to get into the the big drift race, but they don't have a, like a, a Japanese car, so they need to win one in a race. And the race isn't important. But there are some scenes earlier where you're like they're showing they're being like there there's all this bravado and there's the introduction of the new characters and in the way that in a in a in a large race there's that vying for position um, that ultimately decides who wins. There can be social racing where you're vying for social position and then that final role is just the race all in one go. Yeah, that's I can see that as well. What Here's let me kind of give a top-down view of what I was picturing. Okay, cool. cool, cool. I was picturing essentially a short list of of racing moves. Mm-hmm. So you might have like fight dirty as one of your racing moves, and that would be something that would help you to like eliminate people from the race, or if you wanted to target a specific racer for some reason, or just if you want to, you know, if you're up to something sneaky. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the way that you would have a bonus to that role is doing things to establish that you're going to do so in the previous social scenes. Okay. So if you, for example, go get a, a weapon for your car, if you get an oil slick setup, then you have a plus one when you make that roll later. Okay. If you have a scene where you and the other driver uh, stand chest to chest and threaten each other for a little while, then you've generated some heat for that mm-hmm. that you also get to use. So I was basically thinking that the social scenes would help you to set up essentially a currency that you spend on the actual roles for the race. That kind of is taken from uh, Worldwide Wrestling by Nathan Pauletta. Okay where you generate heat between your wrestlers that allows you to make the bigger roles that are the more kind of important roles. Now, where this gets kind of interesting is you can have other roles like drive flashy or something like that Mm -hmm. that could help you catch the attention of advertisers or catch the attention of some beloved person in the crowd, and it might not be important where you actually qualify. Mm Mm-hmm. And for those sorts of things, you might be wanting to do social things that make that more likely to happen. I kind of pictured essentially like a checklist Mm -hmm. that you go down and each thing you check off is a plus one. And then you do your roles using those checks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you could also do this instead of using a Powered by the Apocalypse style checklist as aspects that you generate. Mm -hmm. So if you've created the aspect of fought in a bar then that is an aspect that you can tag in the actual race later on yeah yeah i was actually kind of almost thinking of it like this is becoming a weird uh habitual thing for me but that almost feels like it could be a bizarre uh twisting of reflections the reflections mechanic where you have like a social (laughs) scene and as you role play do you, you sort of by the end you determine did you did you achieve the goal did you throw off enough bravado did you um, did you distract the guy so that that 
your your kid and your monkey could sneak around back and and let some air out of their tires. Um, and then if so, then you get a dice uh, for that your final hol- roll. That's hilarious that that's how you're picturing it. Because that's mm-hmm. essentially what I pictured for the character sheet. Yeah. Basically, and- like, five moves that you might make mm-hmm. that have narrative consequences and a little checklist of things that you might do in order to power them up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Um, I was thinking about uh, Shinobi Gami, which okay. I believe you didn't play with us, right? I did not play Shinobi Gami. Um, we have a little internet gaming group, and we played that one time when you were not there. But one of the things, and it, it's a wild system, and like I could just, there are so many things about that that I, that I loved and things that I didn't care for, but uh, without getting too much into detail about that... Uh, when you go around and t- you, you take turns describing scenes and setting up different scenes and, and, and all scenes fall into either a drama scene or a battle scene. Okay. And I almost see some sort of a mechanic like that where you have race scenes and sort of like family scenes or social scenes. Mm-hmm. And there's there might be two formulas you sort of follow and where with a race scene, you're, you're setting up goals and you're using you're using a currency Versus social scenes where you're sort of building currency, be it dice or points or whatever. Yeah. Um, as a way to do that. And I, I don't know if that's really... There's, I don't know if there's anything more out of the Shinobi Gami system that you could pull for a race car game. Uh, because Shinobi Gami is a game about ninjas fighting each other. And it's just absolute bonkers nonsense. But it's great. Um <laughs> James, if you don't think that our game that is simultaneously trying okay, to be fair. fast and the furious and speed racers is bonkers nonsense. All right, all right, that's fair. You're right. I forgot. I forgot that we were making this game. Um. <laughs> okay. So, so I think that we're agreed essentially that the idea is that you build up momentum. Mm-hmm. It's a nice like a uh, uh, connection back to the racing. It's almost like it's a metaphor. Yeah. Uh, so, what do you think of the idea of? having moves that you make in the race. Yeah. I, I was thinking as you were describing that earlier, that I, I think that, that if you, if you have something like play dirty or like, um, I, I can't think of another good racing move right now, but, but like drive defensively, drive defensively. I would, I would, I would really like for those moves to be both something that you can use in, 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 a, in an actual race where sort of in those, in those final big races you're or you're focusing in you're you're that's actually literally what you're doing yeah. and then it's a metaphor for something you do socially I'm, I'm feeling a huge vibe here where I really want I really want everything in the game to be sort of a um, be two things in one so that you can okay. like, you can you can metaphorically uh, like drive dirty when you're in social in a social scene Um and that's where you like sneak around behind the bar and steal stuff or whatever, um, break into the, an enemy shop and and take all their oil or gasoline. Um, but then also when you're on the track or on a race or wherever, you can drive dirty and and fire off tacks or or trigger a bridge remotely to start lifting up to block the road or something like that. But, yeah, I think that I, I think that could make sense. 
my concern would be making sure that you're also building momentum in the social scenes. Because clearly you need to... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Clearly it makes sense to have something that goes, hey, did I successfully steal that tire or not? Yeah, and I think what I was what I, what I'm what I mean by I want them to have a duality there is that that there that you every character has a list of moves that they can do, a list of things that are unique to them, right? And those and so that when you're when you're focusing in on the a huge race and you really want to do those multiple checks, roll um, multiple rolls or checks or transactions to vie for the top position, uh, you have a bunch of things to do, but that when when the race or whatever your your like metaphorical race is, um, it's not a literal race or that's just the one you're just gonna do one roll at the end to represent that whole race and really you're focusing on social things. I want you to look at your character sheet and I would love for all of those same things to be applicable as metaphors, sort of in the social scenes. Maybe I, I, I don't know. Yeah, I'm not sure if that's necessarily something that we need to have. I mean. I think a lot of them are going to be things that can occur in both. Like, mm-hmm. playing dirty and tricking someone yeah. are kind of the same. Although, like, racing really aggressively is maybe different. Take someone out or something like that. Yeah. I really like the idea of the checklists mm-hmm. as maybe things that people can do in order to... What if each playbook had a different list of things that they can do to create the different kinds of momentum? Okay. I like so, that. So I'm just thinking of like the beacon from mm-hmm. Masks. Okay. That has this big list of things that they want to do. And it has things like uh, punch someone they shouldn't make out with a team. Yeah, yeah. And so if you had like each playbook or each character or whatever has a list of these are the things you can do in order to build rage. These are the things you can do in order to build fuel. These are the things you can do, mm-hmm. like whatever the names of the the things are. And then you basically like bump, put them onto a car sheet Yeah, for the actual rolling. That's really interesting. I, I think that you could actually, you could, I was, it, 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 this is weird that how much, uh, we keep coming back to masks. As a, as I think a, masks is a lot of this, to be honest. I know. Because I was just <laughs> thinking about how... So, like, I could definitely see an engineer-type character who's the guy who... The, the guy or girl who who takes care of the car, and they're the one sort of... And they have... And their character sheet is a checklist. They are checking okay. off things to make sure that things are safe. They're the sort of protector character, maybe. Um, that's whatever archetype you're going from. And they are doing things to to build up momentum, to to, to like kit out the car to make sure things will go well during the race. But then you could have another character that's maybe the driver archetype and they function a little bit more like the Nova where they're building up heat and they don't like, they don't maybe have things that they, they're, they're looking to do, but, but they are gaining heat in some way. Um, Well, it could be that, that they gain heat through interaction with the other characters. And then if they go and have like if they bro out with the engineer for a little while, maybe mm-hmm. that gives them some heat. So they're ready to to think, oh, I need to do this for Chimp Chimp. Yeah. And then and, and then in the race, the, they have all the spells or, or uh, Nova spells or, or the flares, like flares, whatever like sort of maneuvers like racing maneuvers they want to do. Uh, spend that heat. That's really cool. I think that 
could make a lot of sense for the structure of it. Mm -hmm. And it just lets you play with characters that have different things that they're doing. Yeah. I also like the idea that more than one player could be someone who is doing the races. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which is a little tough to do, I think. But I think maybe it's a matter of having the car as a separate character sheet I from think that the that character. Works well, yeah. So if you have sort of a group momentum, yeah, and and all, throughout your all your social scenes, you're you're building this sort of group momentum that then becomes currency you spend during the races. Yeah, and and that works out well because you can have you can have like half an episode or half of a session that's that's some social scenes that build to a race, and then there's the sort of qualifying race or the 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 um, the race that gets you the contact with the, the villains, yeah, uh, like bodyguard, whatever, so that you can achieve some, like you can get in on on their 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 heist, um, and you can sort of you can spend you can spend that currency in the middle of the game, as well as sort of bank it for the big race at the end, um, which which is an interesting dynamic where you have to think about that. Do I spend this now? And that stops you from just spending everything all the time. It's occurring to me a little bit. That it might be interesting to essentially have throughout the session a list of the current standing in the race. Mm -hmm. So like, let's say mm -hmm. you have 10 racers mm -hmm. and each of those racers, including the player, has a number. Yeah. That number, those numbers can go up and down a little bit so that in the initial start, maybe you are in sixth place instead of tenth yeah because you went and you sabotaged someone's car already yeah i like that i think that's 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 good and then that would mean that the actual racing roles are doing things to raise or lower other people's current standings yeah mm -hmm. so if you're driving aggressively you might be increasing your standing number by one mm -hmm. but maybe you're lowering someone else's by two in order to get them out of your way. Yeah. Which and would also allow group races where multiple players could play and players could intentionally sabotage other racers Yeah, if they don't care about uh, qualifying for this race. Yeah. So I think we have... Um, let me just make back up and make sure I'm on the same page. Um, we, have, we have character sheets that look like maybe a variety of things, probably checklists or... There are things you can do to to gain or spend momentum, and yeah. and that you are doing things in social scenes to to gain momentum. And those things can either be if you're the engineer or you're some, if you're a certain type of character. Maybe you're trying to do scenes where you you get something from an NPC. Maybe you're trying to like collect a certain amount of goods or something like that but maybe they are things like just hanging out with your friends. Maybe they are being close to someone, having a scene with someone, uh, the social yeah. sort of things and, and different characters will be different things. And maybe yeah. even within once you can spend, once you customize your playbook, you're talking about different things. And those are all things you sort of do outside the race. And then mm -hmm. I think it's important that, so if we want to have races where there's, there's one racer, it's just speed racer, then there needs to be things for speed racer to do during the race. And that's like, that's, I think that's really obvious. And, yeah. and that still applies for when there are races with multiple people. There's just a list of things. There's a list of moves you can do while you're racing. And there should be a list of moves that other racers can do to 
affect positively or negatively the the position of other racers. Yeah, definitely. Because then if you're in a race and you're the only racer, you can just always do the negative things. Um, maybe, maybe it's just always that they, that, that a lot of moves, like some moves do a big negative, some moves do a big positive, some moves do a split of both. And so yeah. if you like, you really want to take out the big bad guy and you're the only racer in the race, you still do the move that sort of pushes him way back and pushes somebody else a little forward. So yeah, you're like, you're letting um, like Ben Quadranero get ahead of you, but you've pushed Sebulba way back. <laughs> exactly. Bring bringing this back around to pot, to pot racing. Yeah. And there's no reason that on a full hit of some kind, you couldn't completely remove someone from a race. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That almost Maybe. makes it sound a little bit like the, the Powered by the Apocalypse uh, uh, ranking system, like where, where your role is if you hit like a 10 plus you get to push yourself or someone else way ahead yeah, with no negative. And if it's a seven to nine, you push somebody back and someone else a little ahead. And then on a, on a less than I don't know, less than six or whatever it is, uh, less than seven, um, you push someone back, but you go back with them or something like that. Well, I could see also like, like making it very different per each move. Mm-hmm. So let's say you are driving aggressively. You're trying to knock someone out. On a 10+, plus, maybe you have the choice of you don't lose momentum or you take them out of the race completely. On a 7-9, to nine, you're not taking them out of the race completely, but you're going to be knocking them back a little bit. Mm-hmm. And possibly losing a little bit of momentum. Because you lose your standing a little bit if you're car wrestling instead of racing. <laughs> so do you think that these things that you do during the race are... You, are, are they moves that are provided by the car? I think that there are some basic moves that all of the cars have. Mm-hmm. And then each car probably has some kind of trick, you know, yeah. like something cool about it. Like the Mach 5 can jump. Yeah, exactly. And that's important. It needs to have that stat. But not could, all cars can jump. Yeah, you could have the... Like, you know, something that your car is able to avoid obstacles. Mm-hmm. And then that allows you to negate something or it allows you to do a new move or something like that. Yeah. So maybe you're just the super fast car. Yeah. So we've kind of we've kind of established a rough power by the apocalypse system where we have characters that have checklists of things that they're trying to accomplish in scenes to gain momentum. They've got moves they can do to spend that momentum to, to while they're racing or perhaps do different things while they're not racing uh, to sort of gain metaphorical social positioning. Um, they've got moves they can do when they're in social scenes that sort of set their starting position in, uh, in, a, in a race. Um, and that's sort of... I can, I can almost see that sort of running list of where people are as being a, a rough initiative system if we ever needed that. Oh, interesting. I could see that. And it sort of just, it, it, it could change. Yeah. Um, do you see, and, and the thing that's interesting about that, of, of keeping a running sort of tally of where all the players are, um, is that it can either be everyone vying for position or for starting position in the, in the initial, in like the, the big yeah. final race, or it can be... Like you can almost use it to be the big, like the beginning of the big final race. Like um, you could, you could interpret 
changes in that position as cutting, like flashing forward to the final race and talk about a scene where you push forward ahead of somebody else. And then in that final session of the campaign, you jump to the race sort of mid mid race and finish it out. Oh, you mean over multiple sessions with that? Yeah. Okay, that's interesting. I was taking that initially as just within a single episode. I mean, it could just be, maybe it's not for position for the big race, maybe it's just position for the next race. Right. Yeah, that could totally be. I was, I would, because I'm almost, because then, then that, that kind of shrinks the time of the race mm-hmm. that you're doing live. And so yeah, you go that's like, true. That's true. hey, we're in the last quarter mile of the race. This is the current standing as things have gone. Okay, so here's a question. Are you imagining this sort of momentum mechanic where yeah. where you're collecting this this currency? Are you imagining that as being something that you're you're building towards the big final race or as something that you you build up and burn for the next the next race? My assumption was that it's something that you're building up and burning for the next race. Okay. But that I works. was also thinking that that could be something that you're creating some rivalries and stuff. Mhm. Maybe I think it's... especially for taking people out, it's awesome to have like heat with yeah, people. because I was thinking that from a narrative standpoint, you maybe as you're playing the as you're playing the game, you sit down and you talk about before you've started playing uh, each session. You talk about what kind of episode are we doing? Are we doing the Medias Reyes episode? Are we doing the mostly social episode? Are we doing the big race episode? Um, right, and that maybe we have sort of um, archetypal not playbooks, but some kind of a thing that describes the the formula for this episode and and this is where you would set up set out like what kind of race are we talking about are we talking about a heist are we talking about a foot race are we talking about uh the big race are we talking about qualifying race and and at the top of the episode you establish goals yeah uh for the race that makes sense talk about the race because if it because if it's whatever it is i'm yeah, for the, whatever it is, with some maybe question mark addendum things that we could get to later, um, you know what you're going, you're, you're working towards, and everyone has goals. So I think there should be like group goals for the race, and and I think we should have a series of questions um, based off of what type of archetypal uh, race we're talking, episode we're talking about, um, and and then everyone has on their character sheet for their playbook questions for what are they trying to get out of the race yeah which may or may not be the same as the group goal i just had an interesting thought in terms of the construction of the sheet Mm -hmm. that i think could be really helpful in terms of some of the heist races okay what if there's a number of things that you so essentially what i'm picturing is there is on one side of the sheet there is the numbers of the positions Right, so it's like, what number is each racer going to be at at the beginning of the race and throughout the race when you're doing the actual rolling? Then I'd love to also see, like, a box for how flashy you drove. And maybe even a listing there that helps you to build up for when you aren't just trying to win. If you're doing a heist, flashy driving is possibly a number you want some people to generate at some point during the race. So not only do you need to be ahead of the police 
you need to generate four flash during the race, mm-hmm. which is your four distractions yeah. that uh, help you to get away completely. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then, like, any other requirements of a race would be there on your sheet. If you're doing a uh, F0X style elimination race where only one person can be left on the track, that's where you're tracking some of the harm for some of those other cars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like the, I, I do kind of like the idea that, that depending on what you've established are the goals of the race, you lay out with the GM, okay, well, we're doing a heist, and like what we're trying to do is we're trying to steal this car. And then, yeah. and so in order to do that, we need to generate four flash to pull people away from the police and you need to generate three aggressive to, to, uh, to do this, to like, to push this car off to like, get rid of this racer to play a little aggressive. And then you need yeah. to generate like maybe 10 flat, uh, fast to, yeah. to get out. And then, so then while you're, so you're thinking about those goals that you have and you have moves that generate those things that you do while you're racing and, and then you, you, and so you kind of have an idea of how much momentum you're going to need to be able to successfully achieve those goals. Yeah. And we can rename those to flash fast and furious. Nice. <laughs> nice. Nice. Uh, which Dumb. almost episode over. Yeah. Stop back and roll. <laughs> which almost, almost leads, leaves us with a, a oh that's okay so how about this how about this with this i'm thinking about those goals as being um almost like the stats of a character like 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 i think that was a joke but like in the way that your sort of your masks characters have danger freak savior superior and mundane maybe you're you're setting those you have a set of statistics that sort of help you mechanically define the goals of your race and that you have to try to hit those numbers by the end. And so, uh, I, I don't know how complicated we want this to be, but if, if all of your moves do things that generate one of those labels or, or statistics, um, and you overshoot, like maybe you go too flashy, then someone else needs to do something that shifts that flashy down to hit the spot. Oh man. I see what you're saying with that. Yeah. Do you think that that's something we want? That could end up being a lot. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't, I don't know. Because I don't think... Which isn't bad. Yeah. Because I, I was just thinking... Because right now we don't have... I don't think right now we have characters that have these sorts of uh, labels or statistics in the way that maybe most apocalypse, uh, Powered, by the, Powered by the Apocalypse games do. Amusingly, I'm actually not sure that this is a Powered by the Apocalypse yeah, game. Yeah, yeah, sure, sure, sure. Uh, but, like, you know, I, I, I catch your drift on it. <laughs> um <Drift. laughs> that was intentional no, but, but um yeah so I, it was just the thing i was thinking of i don't know if that's a thing that you would want but i like the idea that of shifting those things down but okay but so but ignoring that shifting yeah shifting ignoring ignoring maybe that you have to sh- sort of you might overshoot and have to shift down let's just assume right. you have to hit at least a certain number um i think that something we might want to do or at least consider is you have to generate enough so you have the different sort of ratings you have to hit you have to hit a certain flashy a certain furious a certain whatever um and then before the race starts 
limit the number of sort of actions that are going to be allowed to occur. Yeah. To make it sort of, um, to keep pushing the action, to make it feel like, to give, to provide the tension. Like um, this is a six action race. Yeah. And so if you, if you, like, if you totally blow the flashy out of the water on your first turn in the race, well, then we can kind of like cool it a little bit and not worry about that so much. And I can maybe not have to worry about my flash because I was the backup flash guy. Now I can do something else. Yeah, I think definitely that. But if you, but if you totally bomb your flashy, well, now crap, we have to, or now we have to, uh, uh, now we have to readjust what we're going to do to make sure that I can. I can get enough flash off to uh, to fulfill the goals of the race. I think it's going to be fun. Yeah, I'm pretty psyched about this. I think it's going to have some very interesting looking playbooks. Yeah, yeah. So, okay, so here's what I'm picturing. I am picturing a race sheet that's in the middle of the race. Mm-hmm. This is your group where the people are going to be in the race, if that is a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, how much you need to generate of potentially a couple of things, depending upon what you're trying to get out of it. Mm-hmm. Essentially a big target number and your list of positions in the race. Are you imagining the the actual positions of the players as Hot Wheels cars on the, in the center of the table? No, because, but I kind of wish I was. Because that was how I was imagining keeping track oh, of that's, that. That's kind of amazing. You just have like a set of numbers that are like the DC numbers, basically. Mm-hmm. And you move the cars up and down. That's perfect. I like oh, that. Oh, well, I was imagining... It more like the, the the sort of the pole position, the like um, where where you're starting in the race. Like, are you first in line or are you second in line? Not the have okay. you hit the flash numbers. Although that works too. Yeah, I like I, I'd pick. Well, I, I had pictured actually like in terms of the position in the race mm-hmm. as being a number that isn't just let's say there's ten racers. It's yeah. not just one to ten. Yeah. Okay. Like the person in first place might be at fifteen or sixteen, mm-hmm. and they might be three ahead of anybody else. That works. Yeah. We're actually almost getting to the point where um, we're starting to talk about stuff like Headspace has um, a, a sort of group uh, rating s- system, and I, I kind of really like that. I like the idea of of, of group mechanics. I think so yeah. many pen and paper games, you're playing a group, but there are so many, there are so few games that have like a, a solid group statistic mechanic or uh, yeah. mechanical system, and I think Headspace does that really well. And having something in the center of the table that's sort of the group rating is helpful. Yeah, I I also just really like the idea that you can play a racer or not. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't see any reason that you can't have someone play and just be giving their momentum points and stuff like that yeah. to the other players for yeah. the actual race. Yeah, and, and I think that... And so, oh, so that, that gives you cool things to do where... that those, yeah. So, how about this? Um you need to achieve, I mean, this, this gives you more plot. So this, hang on, <laughs> I'm getting ahead of myself again. We're just both getting really excited about this game and it's slowing us down from actually making things. So you need to establish, so you've established that you need to have a certain furious level to, yeah. to, to achieve the goal of the race, whatever that is. And, and you don't, and maybe your car only has moves that do flash because it's a big flashy car, but it doesn't do furious stuff. Because, okay. like, the Mach 5 doesn't... I mean, I don't know. That's not a great example. Uh, um, no, the Mach 5 does everything. So the Mach 5 does everything. That's not, so that's not a great example. But maybe you just have a car that only has sort of, like, flashy things, but doesn't have attacks. So now right. you have to either 
find an engineer who can who can put mechanical things, who can put spikes on your tires, or you have to like race for a car that can that has more flash or more yeah. more furious, so that you can uh, to achieve those goals. And that gives you social things to do. Like you have to you have to get in touch with a mechanic. You have to befriend them and get them to sort of bring the price down and install these like uh, maybe not authorized, uh, totally race legal um, equipment. Like an enormous metal tombstone on yeah. the back of your car that yeah. you drop on them, death yeah. ray style. Yeah, that would definitely not be legal. I've, um, I've consumed way more race media than I ever realized. <laughs> this is coming much yeah. easier to me than I expected it to. Um, and, and and so yeah, you can you could try to push it and and do that and, and, and race that race without a, a car that was specialized for it. But there, that would give you. Um, that's where the Mach 5 is a is a, a car that does everything because in most cases Speed Racer needs to go into that race by himself and achieve all of those numbers. So he needs yeah. a car with moves that do all sorts of things. Whereas like the Fast and the Furious gang, they bring in cars that are specialized, and one does Flash, one does Furious, one does whatever Savior, and because they can they because they have a group and they race with a group. So maybe what we're talking about doing is essentially the social things that are happening in the game mm -hmm. are modifying the actual car sheets. Yeah, I think so. So if you have only one racer, then all of those modifications are going onto one car. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think that... Hmm. I, don't, I just don't know how you physically do that. Um, it's really easy to say, here's a, here's a car with its statistics... It's check marks of things that you can add, like of different yeah. types of moves that you could unlock that are sort of natural to that car. It's a totally different thing to say, and now we're going to modify the car and add razor blades to it. Um, so what if what we're doing is raising a number on it? Yeah, okay, okay. That you start with, like, you know, you chose, when you chose your car, a flashy car. Mm -hmm. So it currently has a plus one for flash, a plus zero for fast, and a minus one for furious. Okay. Then throughout the scenes, you're building things up, and like even if you're not modifying the car itself, you going and nearly fighting Sebulba gives you Furious to use. Yeah. So now your Furious is not minus one; it's plus zero. Okay. So there's some balance questions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's okay. I mean, but that could be as something as simple as saying you're you're this car this this car is not that flashy, and so you can do some things to like spruce it up and you can do some social things to make the make people view you as more flashy than than the car really is but there's maybe a hard limit to how much flash you can really do or we could have it so that the additions that you build in terms of social momentum is a one-time go thing mm -hmm. so if you put if you've gathered if you have a minus one furious and you've gathered four furious then before you make that roll you're going all right i'm adding plus two from my momentum furious mm -hmm. or maybe even after the roll let them do the roll and then go all right fine using all three now i can't knock anyone out of the race anymore okay so what do you see in in a in a single in a single racer race what yeah. are the non-racers doing the non-racers are hmm that is a difficult question so like previously in previous scenes they've done things like uh have having they've had social interactions that generate momentum that obviously the racer is going to use but what what are they actually doing during the race 
I mean, I think there's two things that they could be doing. One would be to give them the opportunity to have direct effects on the race. For example, standing on the sideline and shouting out, go speed racer, go, or like using a mirror to blind somebody for a moment. Uh, But you could also just continue to have adventure things going on, either to continue building momentum or to get them towards their own goals. Yeah, I think, I mean, (laughs) I I think we can't uh, pretend like we didn't just do a whole episode on flashbacks. Uh, And and like, obviously, if they want to interact with with the the, the one racer's car, they can do some flashback scenes where they they talk about how they went to the, they they found the rare uh, guy, the guy who sells rare Japanese cars and got the special muffler from him. And they installed that when when no one was paying attention, and they radio and they're like, "Hey, Speed Racer, check it out. <laughs> There's a button on your dashboard that wasn't there before. Press it." Yeah, nothing wrong with that. And then that would maybe just take one of your actions mm-hmm. for the actions for the race. Yeah, because the actions for the race are more like, um, they're more like shots. They're more like visual things than they are like time story beat like time beat exactly they are the camera cut away to to the the, the, the engineer character and he did a, in, in, in a flashback sequence of him remembering a modification he did to the car yeah hmm that still leaves us with with moves that sort of float potentially between cars or adding moves to a car quickly yeah that is definitely a big question is how much how much can we customize the cars yeah part of it might just be sticking some tags on stuff yeah but if you're talking about the things that you do in a car as moves that are sort of designed to key off of specific statistics and generate other statistics for the for the race goals then that's hard to generate a move sort of on the fly Right, that's true. Unless unless uh, you're just talking about additions to the, the stats, you've got a move that is sort of like... unless Or unless you want to say every car has a, a furious attack that they can do, but maybe for some cars it's not unlocked. I mean, you could also have something on the lines of replacing stats or using different stats on the rolls just like you have a lot of in uh, monster arts for example that maybe you're driving this enormous clunker of a car and you can re- instead of using your furious or instead of using your instead of using your fast to avoid an obstacle you're using your furious to just roll right on through mm-hmm because who cares? You're in the tank car. Yeah, and so the story justification for why you can so so okay. So you've got a car that's but the but by definite like by its its base statistics has a whole bunch of knobs built into it, so it can go really yeah. fast. Um, yeah. And so normally you would use that to to uh, to create to create fast for the race. Yeah. But you've done some special some special social things, and you've added a a roll cage and maybe a a battering ram to the front of the car. So that gives you the story justification to use that go fat, like punch the NOS uh, move to instead generate furious because now you're using it to go fast into another car. 
Right, and so maybe you have a move on your sheet that's like run them down, which allows you to use that fast instead of that furious. Yeah, maybe some ways to to re based off of other modifications to reinterpret moves to generate different types of of the the group mechanic, the group goal. Another thing that I also really like is giving different options for moves. So like instead, so adding like on a seven to add this on a seven to nine. Um, so like maybe if you're in something really fast, you can on a seven to nine on an evasive maneuver also, uh, be out of there, be that, they, that someone can't get at you. You essentially identify mm -hmm. someone who you are moving fast enough around that they can't fight dirty against you. Yeah. Yeah. This is some move construction that yeah. might be more detailed than we need to get into at this yeah, second. Yeah, and I think that maybe we have to make a decision. Like, if we're talking about trying to include things like the Italian job, they spend a lot mm -hmm. of time modifying the cars they ride, but in, in Fast and the Furious, mostly they just, like, race each other for other cars. And, like, they do modify their cars to, for some people to bring those cars in. But other, other times they're trying to just get new cars that have different movesets. Yeah. And it's kind of interesting thinking in terms of whether that matters. Like whether that's a narrative question mm -hmm. that doesn't necessarily touch the mechanics the same way. Like there's no real mechanical difference between Speed Racer being extra determined to go fast and Speed Racer getting some more NOS. Yeah, yeah. So it could be that we don't need a system to separate those things. It might be a good idea to write down why we have those different things. Mm -hmm. So you can say, uh, my relationship with this person gives me a boost so that when you're in the race, you think to yourself, like, oh, I'm doing it for Chim Chim. Yeah. We've landed at this point where we basically got... Um, you, you'll have a, a, a car playbook, we'll call it, and the car has, I think, stats that yeah. are probably things like Fast and Furious and Flash and Gordon and <laughs> Mach 5 or whatever. Mercury X. Yeah. Um, and and those are the, the sort of the statistics for the car. Because I think the thing, I think that, I think that makes the most sense to put, if we're going to put stats anywhere, it makes the most sense to put them on the car. And yeah. the cars have moves that are things they do during races to affect the position of, to, to affect their position and other, and the position of other cars, uh, on the track or wherever. And that may be, and that may be, um, better or like better or less good, uh, and, and, and effective depending on how well you roll. And mm -hmm. there's some, we have a system of momentum where you can spend momentum dice maybe to improve your roll. We didn't really talk about what that sort of that check would look like right now. Um, and True. but that those moves broadly look like uh, without getting into the details of how the moves work, they're, they're broadly a the, st the static statistic that you've generated or that you that are set for the car. Um, and then depending on how well you roll plus that modifier, you generate a certain number of uh, sort of race goal number. Um, that probably mirrors those same stats. You have to hit a sort of a group race um, currency in those stats. Um, 
we have some sort of a race sheet for the the race standing where you have you, you've established at the top of the session goals for the race what is the group trying to achieve what are you trying to get out of this race and and so those goals and that, that that affects the goals you're setting and and there's there's something that keeps track of the position of the cars the position of the racers to each other um maybe physical hot uh, hot wheels cars maybe just a number system um and we're talking about character sheets that are something like checklists or other actions uh that that the characters are trying to achieve and maybe those follow sort of skill paths or you have choices to make depending on what kind of character you want for the playbook. Um, and those are goals for things that you're trying to do during the social scenes, during the race scenes to help you generate momentum. Does that yeah, all sound correct? Yeah. I'm going to take it from the other side. Okay. Um, you start the game, you do social scenes in order to build momentum, uh, possibly in multiple tracks. You spend momentum in the race car in order to hit goals. As you're building the momentum, are you building it for a specific car? I think you're probably building it... For the group? That's an interesting question. I think it probably depends upon whether you are a cohesive group or not. Yeah, okay, that makes sense. I think it, it probably is generating for... I think the person generating it is choosing how it is generated. Okay. And so if you want to set it to a specific racer because you just had a wonderful romantic scene with that racer, then that's where it's going to go. Yeah, that makes sense. If you do something that helps everybody, maybe it does go to everybody. And that momentum sort of is represented in, represented by their position, their starting position in the next race? That's part of it. And also where their temporary stats are okay. on the cars themselves. Yeah. I'm going to try to write some of this stuff up because I think some of this is going to be a little clearer yeah. in a written form. Yeah. This was kind of an an interesting odd episode to do because this is the most blank we've started with a game yet. Yeah. Yeah. We had some ideas and we certainly had the sort of core concept that we had talked about a little bit. Uh, we hope that it hasn't been uh, boring or confusing because of that. I imagine it's had times for both of those yeah yeah i know we stopped and sort of regrouped a couple times i think that was good um and we're gonna definitely follow up on this because like we said we've had a couple people ask us in particular uh yeah for and, it and also i'm just kind of excited for it i think this could actually be a pretty fun little game it's definitely a specifically like a game i can see our group at home playing that's exactly what i was thinking our group could totally go for this uh, so I think it's, I think we're, we're in a good place and, um, and I'd like to definitely hear back from people and see what they say about the different moves and the different ways we sort of laid things out. This is definitely going to be the kind of game that requires some manner of tactile or visual experience of it on the table. Mm -hmm. I'm really curious to see what we can come up with as we start to mock up some sheets, because I think this is going to be a game that we make fully. Yeah, yeah, I like, like I said, like I said, I like the idea of that headspace style, like group sheet in the middle where you're, you're, you're shifting things up and down visually. That's definitely something that I think hasn't been done enough in games. Um, I could even see it being done for something like Dungeons and Dragons, 
where you're looking at group cohesion sorts of things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, that yeah. might end up being another episode. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We have, we should do an episode on group stuff. We haven't talked about that. And that's the thing that definitely we both seem to care about. Yeah, I think so. I think we also should have a new tradition that every episode we end with one of us sighing in an exasperated and upset manner about the fact that we've set up another episode. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because I think we're now like four or five episodes into having that right before the outro. In any case, if you have any thoughts on how to make these racing games work, or I guess this racing game, we successfully made a single product at the end of this, which I think we both deserve a pat on the back for, (laughs) a solitary between the two of us Yes, that we'll share together. Mm -hmm. Uh, So if you have any thoughts on it, let us know. We would love to hear from you. We'd also love to hear about what kind of races you might want to see in action. Mm-hmm. We listed the franchises that we could come up with quickly. Oh, Mario Kart, Diddy Kong Racing. Yeah, I think, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But as we do, as we develop this further, we're definitely going to need more more types of things because I want to know if the thing that you love race wise uh, fits into our game and how we can build it to make that work. Yeah, exactly. This is not intended to be a fully universal system i think i think the playbooks that you put into play tell you what the genre is essentially yeah yeah it's definitely not it's not like i've 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 jokingly called it a race car engine in the past it's definitely not like it's done it's designed to do races but those yeah the playbooks for the cars the sort of the playbooks for the or the 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 sheets for the, the the episode archetypes all that stuff will help customize the feel for your type of specific game a little exactly. bit. Exactly. And you could and we could even do things like oh, like now I'm thinking if you're doing pod racing, your car has much less health yeah. than in yeah. other races. So if you want to talk to us about those things, you can reach us on Twitter. Um, we are both together, uh, sometimes in with one voice, sometimes with split voice, as the at stop back and roll Twitter account. Uh, or individually I am at end the meltdowns. And I'm at Dr. Captain Kobold. We also have a lot of really lively discussion going on on our Discord. It has been such a wonderful experience for us. You can find it linked from our Twitter, or you can go to tinyurl.com slash shrdiscord. Yep, you can check out our website where we post all of our episodes and the show notes, uh, which is stophackandroll.com. You can like us on Facebook or G+. I'm also going to be running more games online in the very near future. So if you want to get on that, uh, definitely hop on that Discord. That's probably the number one place that I'm going to be grabbing people for uh, Tales from the Cook and for other little uh, gaming projects. Yeah, and all of that stuff is made possible by Patreon backers like Rob Harvey, Blake Ryan, Evan Brower, Stephen Mitchell... Declan Chadbourne, my friend Ryan, uh, Troy Pitchelman, Riverhouse Games, Nick Clark, Robert Kosick, and Rob Abrazado. We also love any time that people tell their friends about the show or rate and review us on iTunes. It's a great way for other people to find it, uh, which will be good because that way you can have them listen to this episode to convince them that they should definitely race. Hopefully, if nothing else, our enthusiasm for the genre will come through. <laughs> yeah. And so you can send them to patreon.com slash stopbackandroll, where really even the most, uh, the smallest donation helps us a lot. We're really excited to be fully listener supported now, and we're 
starting up some new projects in the very near future that yep. I think people are going to like. Yep, 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 yep. So if you're stuck in a prison colony off the coast of California, cranking around the turns with a circle of red shells blocking your view of the mysterious Racer X who you're pretty sure is your brother, don't forget to stop, hack, and roll. Stop, hack, and roll.